0: <laughs> hello everybody how is everybody today uh today is wednesday it's business time night i guess for some and it's our first anniversary
1: hello everybody i Hi. know that we're so happy to see you um mj and betty Lori, kenzie judith and kk I'm so happy that everyone's here. How are you today?
0: I'm doing well, but I understand your voice is not too well today.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get your sexy voice, Pam. It's not, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. All of our, all of our SR family who have been under the weather, I'm just telling you now, I'm not getting sick. I okay. am not getting sick. It's just like, you know, the mantra that keeps going through my head. Oh, I hear you. Um, I hear you. <laughs> um, I do um,
0: want to <laughs> welcome KK and Judith and Kenzie and Lori and Betty and MJ. Hello, ladies. <laughs>
1: so, but, uh, <laughs> Betty said, I need a shot. And actually, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> I I have <laughs> funny. You should mention that because literally before we went on air, I wandered over to the kitchen. Um, as you know, I as you may know, I do a lot of my work for my home office, and I've been drinking hot tea and uh, honey uh, this afternoon in advance of the podcast to try and get my voice a little bit more up for it, and uh, decided I needed some uh, shot of good rum to help uh, knock out the evil spirits within me. So um, I did, I did take your advice. Oh, that's so good. That's it's good. so good to see everybody and I hope everybody's well. And We're I know Judith, <laughs> I know it's been, I know it's you've had a lot of struggles as well. And I'm just sending hugs to all of you. MJ, I know you're going to the doctor tomorrow. Um, that infection is being stubborn, but it will get out of your body soon. I'm very hopeful. And it's just a delight to see you. Owen.
0: Oh, well, uh, hi, cheese. Joni. Uh, uh, snarky, according to Betty, says tequila or alcohol is <laughs> better than tea.
1: This is true. This is true. Although I tend, I, I, Well, you know, I I, I never thought I liked tequila, but I realized that I just like really good tequila. (laughs) There's a difference in tequilas and the quality. It makes a big difference. So not typically my drink of choice, but. (laughs) Pam, another chapter for your book, my friend. Oh, my God. I'll never
0: forget that night.
1: (laughs) Yes. MJ Patron. Yes. Delicious. Love it. Well, there's another one Um, that.
0: What's his
1: name from Dan Ackwood puts out? Looks yes. Like the skull. Oh yes, I forget the name of his. All the cool, all the cool kids are making their own uh, d- spirits, I guess. Yes. KK says, "Honey, whiskey and tea." Um, Karen, actually, I would have put whiskey in my tea had I had whiskey in the house. Um, as you all know, I'm married to a Puerto Rican man, and we're all about the rum in our home. Mm-hmm. Um. With some vodka on the side, uh, but I, I, I do like I do like some I do like some good whiskey as well. Uh-huh. Yes, Lori said tequila can be dangerous. Yes, it can. <laughs> it has been known to
0: make foam, uh, clothes fall off at times.
1: <laughs> rum and tea, rum and tea. Yes, yes, Judith and Karen, it is good. <laughs> it is. Good. Well, we have a lot to cover today, actually, ladies. I'm so happy so many of you could join us. I know it's always tough in the middle of the week. Uh, this helps us to get through our week. At least it helps me get through my week. It's uh, it's a little bright spot in the middle of the chaos. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's why it's hump day. <laughs> it is hump day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel, I feel like more research... I feel we need more research. Need more research. Yeah, more research um, is right. <laughs> uh, so we have some announcements. Uh, should we, we get do. into those now? We do. Mm-hmm. Pam? Um,
0: we, you know, the Gables Promise is due in December, December 2019. And it is available for pre, will be available for pre-order. It it's, can be put on your to-be-read shelf on Goodreads if you're interested. Um, And the man in the black suit has been uh, translated into Portuguese, and that's available. Uh, The Czech version uh, is coming out in May from Albatross Media. The Florentine series is being translated into Italian by Del Rey Enzioni in Milan. And the prince will be out in April, and the raven will be out in October. The French version of the Florentine series, the uh, Raven and the Shadow, are both uh, being released April 8th, and they're available for pre-order at this point. And SR requested that if you see any uh, tweets from anybody about the French version to please retweet them, uh,
1: because he really wants to get that out there. I think that's so exciting. I'm yes. really, really excited that the languages that are being offered have expanded. I'm really hopeful, I know it's been challenging, especially with Spanish language, um, to get all of the all of the different versions and different books um, done. So I think the groundswell always does help. um the more we try and get the word out. Um, the more we could, yes, Judith needs a Swedish one too. yes. The good thing though, is there's so many well-educated people in Sweden that, uh, as most of the world, um, speaks multiple languages. So usually there's at least one you can find, uh, uh, that people will be able to gravitate to, um, I am aspiring, though. I think I may try to read one of them in Spanish. I think I might try to do that. Is your Spanish Um, Spanish? um No. <laughs> 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 it's fair. Uh, you know, I, I took 12 credits since college. I can do the really basic conversational stuff, but I'm just at that high level. I think reading is a little bit easier. Thanks, MJ. I will go for it. And Samia. Um,
0: my doppelganger is here, Samia. Oh my. <laughs> thank you. I know I it's so. I know it's so you. late for some of you.
1: Oh my like gosh! What kind? What time of? What time is it? It must be some ungodly hour in Sweden. And Sweden, what? It's twelve there, maybe. Am 12. I thinking correctly? I think about that. And it's Eleven seven or twelve, hours. Seven Samia? Hours is that Samia. the same for you? A seven-hour split. Oh, my gosh. We're yes. so impressed, you guys. Thank you so much, Thank guys. you, thank you. It's 12. 12.11. a.m. Well, good morning to <laughs> you. <laughs> good morning. Just just what you want to be doing at midnight, in the middle of the That's night, true. listening to us. Okay, and Judith is an hour prior to Samia, so she's <laughs> at 11, which is still very, very late. Thank you so much, um, both of you, for being here yes. at this time. Oh, and I, this is just a real treat. Oh, oh my gosh. We have a lot to cover today. Um, we do. We're going to talk about some of our favorites. Um, I know you were about to talk about the good news regarding SR and Passion Flicks. And Passionflix, that's right, the movie. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure where the script stands,
0: but uh, I know that SR mentioned earlier this week that he's hoping to get casting started very soon. And I don't think they were gonna do any any casting until they had a script, and he signed off on it. So who knows? Well, Sammy, I'm drinking wine right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't surprise you. I'm pouring Sammy a cup of coffee now, especially since it's mid after midnight in uh, her neck of the woods. Um, And as Judith pointed out, yes, um, passion flicks. Tomorrow is the big release date for Jodie Allen Malpas' The Protector. The um, I'm yes, very so excited Tosco about was that. was in Great
0: Britain or London yesterday, I think, for the premiere. Ah,
1: oh, that's so cool. If you haven't checked out some of Jodie Allen Malpas' books, she is really fun to read. Um, different, of course, very different than SR, but it, she does weave a good story. Um, oh, Kenzie, Espresso, Ice Cream, oh. and Coffee. Yes, I'm scooping now.
0: The little kahlua on
1: top. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no kahlua for Kenzie. Although Kenzie, I guess you're officially legal enough. You're legal enough to. You're old enough now to drink yes. uh, legally in Pennsylvania and or in the U.S. So. Yeah, um, is saying that she's
0: hoping they keep as, as true to the books as possible. I do too. Um, I know that you know adaptations for books and stuff can be so different and sometimes they can be good sometimes they won't be so good but the great news is is that the Gabriel uh movie is not a movie it's a series so I guess like Driven they're going to have a number of episodes which is which will be able to fit more in
1: I'm so happy about that yes
0: I just I want as much
1: Gabriel as possible (laughs)
0: Well, I'm worried about snarky. To be honest, with <laughs> you. I mean, you know, I I know snarky's like it, like the the mind going on a riff here and there, but it it would be how do you, you can't you gotta have snarky somewhere in there,
1: <laughs> but <that's, laughs> we, we'll see. What happens. We will. We will. Kenzie said, I have no idea how I missed all this news. And Betty said, I was listening to the audiobook and she can't wait to see Drunk Gabriel. She loves Drunk Gabriel. Yeah. I cannot wait to see that either. I don't
0: think Julianne cares for him that
1: too much. She, she's worried about him.
0: But uh, I, I, I don't think I'd want to be puked on either. So I had enough of that with uh, my son when he was a baby.
1: Oh, yes. Oh. Uh
0: the worst was my poor sister when my when patrick was about i guess he was about a month and a half two months old and uh my mom and my sister and i all got together with patrick for mother's day weekend and we left uh our husbands at home so they could go do whatever Mm -hmm. and we were at my uncle's house at the shore and patrick My sister's, like, all excited because my sister never had children. She couldn't have children. So, for her, having an infant was a great thing. So, she grabs Patrick, and she's feeding him, and she's having such a great time with it. She goes to burp him. Everything came up, and it went inside her nightgown. So, she had to get in the shower with everything
1: on (laughs) before... (laughs) Yes. As, uh, as KK says, seeing him over the porcelain god is going to be a hoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Praying to that porcelain and, uh, god. <laughs> and Kenzie said, what if SR narrated Snarky in case he doesn't want to be seen in the film? That, oh, that would, would, would be cool. That would be fun. That as, would be a good uh, As MJ uh, says, Snarky form. is SR's dark side, LOL. <laughs> so, very funny. And, of course, Judith, always Judith. I'm surprised Betty hasn't mentioned him yet, but Judith did. Judith asked, "What about Paul, Betty?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Paul will be, of course, everything Betty wants him to be, and more. I'm sure. I'm um, sure. <laughs> Betty said she's not fond of Gabriel's alternative decoration slash painting skills. Yeah, oh what, gosh, what, what <laughs> nothing. Nothing like talking about vomit on your first anniversary. I know, I know, <laughs> I know.
0: But when you get drunk, Gabriel, that's what happens.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Poor green sweater. I always Poor felt bad sweater, for the green yes. sweater. Have I, I, I racing have a, green. I have a
0: green cashmere sweater that I love. And mm-hmm. to think that I could get vomit on it would be very upsetting
1: I know. MJ asked at Betty if she finished redemption. I'm curious to see that answer. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what is
0: how did you do with that,
1: Betty? I know. Or is she waiting? Are you waiting? That's Betty right. might be waiting. She's a disciplined she's a disciplined lass, I have to that say. She is. That she is. I I I thought I would do that with the man in the black suit. Remember when we first We're talked about the podcast, I said, then. I think maybe I'll do it chapter at a time like Betty and I There's no way. Maybe, I don't know, maybe next time. I think I was too worried about podcasting in general, not knowing how to do it. Yeah.
0: She did finish Redemption. And
1: she was happy with Paul (laughs)
0: until Couch Couch Allison showed up. Cough, (laughs) cough. Oh, cough, cough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is
1: so funny. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe they
0: split up or something, Betty, so that, you know maybe you can be written in to the Gabriel's promise portion. Cause as Arth mentioned, uh, I don't know whether it was on the Fox den or chat the other day
1: or what it was, but Paul will be in the novel, the new one. Oh, I know it'll be good. And I see Samia is going to hit the sack and she congratulates us. Samia, Thanks, thank Samia. you so much for staying up so late. I know you are busy all the time. you have a whole lot going on in your life so thank you this was so special Um, we really appreciate it
0: give brownie a hug for me or a pet
1: the new kitty (laughs) so cute Yes. yeah that is a real treat Um, (laughs) (laughs) Betty, Betty was saying yes especially all the talk about the first time that was awkward <laughs> yes, I'm
0: sure it was. Gosh. Poor Betty.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how uh, what happens in Gabriel's Promise. That's very true. So, that's very true. Because, and you know, we know that will the, be coming this at the end of this year. That's right. And
0: the man of mystery. You know, that's... he puts out his little teases every now and then, and you know, supposedly there's stuff coming from somebody's past and to shake things up a little bit. And uh, God knows what's going on with Julia. I wonder if William knew more about what was going on with Julia than she cared to admit. Mm -hmm. And uh, as long as Professor Picton is there, I'll be happy.
1: (laughs) Oh, I hope so too. Oh, Judith, Judith, thank you so much. Judith is also bidding us good night. Her sleeping pills are sending her to us. bed. Sweet dreams. Thank you so much. Uh Judith, that so was really, really sweet of you to join. Um, we really, really appreciate it. I was yes. just lamenting earlier about I wish we could find a better time because I miss having all of our European friends. So this was really special. Yes. Thank you. Samia and Judith, so so much. Yes. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just was. I just saw MJ's comment. How so, do you imagine a date with Picton and Papa Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Codswallop. <laughs> I don't know whether Papa Richard could deal
0: with <laughs> Professor Picton. To be honest,
1: <laughs> I could be. Wrong. I could. We'll have to see. Yes, we'll have to you see. Did. He
0: and I are going out drinking some night. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: talk about it. <laughs> now, that would be a piece of fan fiction. That would be fun oh, to read. that would be an f- interesting piece of fan fiction, trust me. <laughs> anyway. Betty says, ha, 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 I keep trying to figure out what will happen to Alice, and I would feel bad if the boss killed her just for me. <laughs> oh, gosh, <Betty. laughs> And Kenzie said, I can't imagine anyone with Richard besides Grace. I know, I know. I know. I know. Although... I don't know. There might be room for Pam. I'm just you know, saying, Kenzie. Just speaking from my personal background,
0: when you lose your spouse, they they're always with you, and mm-hmm. you can find that you will, and you can fall in love again. It won't mm-hmm. be the same, but that person will always still be with you. So.
1: That's, that's true. I, uh, from from friends of mine. In addition to what you just said, um, I had a friend who met her current husband in a support group for spouses who lost loved ones. And her husband had died of can her first husband died of cancer. Uh, her now husband's wife passed away from addiction. Mm-hmm. And they ended up connecting at the support group. And they very, very, because he had kids, he had teenagers. Can you imagine marrying into three teenagers um, no. <laughs> who who lost their mother? I mean, it was it was a challenging circumstance, but they both recognized it was exactly what you said, Pam. That other person is still with you. It is a part of who you are. Um, they are a part of who you are, part of your life, and but they were able to forge this beautiful relationship together, and still honor the fact that they had been married to other people right. um, who they cared about. I, I mean it, it's it was actually it's actually been one of the most remarkable couples that i've um, I've known um, because what they've overcome has been uh, truly, truly um, astonishing. so yeah. you know a lot it, it talks it really speaks of a lot of hope. it speaks of a lot of um, a lot of kindness. It speaks of a lot of these themes that SR writes about. Mm. That's very true. So, yeah. So, um, and I know it can be challenging. I There's, uh, shall we, uh, I know <laughs> there's a lot of good things in the chat room right now. KK had mentioned about her brother lost his wife five years ago. So it's, you know, she also can re- relate. Um, <laughs> Betty says you'll be bring a breath, a fresh air to Richard. He'll never be bored with our dear Pam. <laughs> and, and Kenzie was joking that Richard might run. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. Again, really and know. as, and as MJ mentions, the Lord does work in mysterious ways. Each yes, relationship yes. is unique. I think it depends on each person. And he feels still feels Grace's presence. It's very hard. It's true. Well, in the Absolutely. Timeline. In the timeline, she's still
0: fairly uh, recently gone for him, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I know in in the story where Grace gets in bed with him, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I know after my husband passed away, there were, I would come home from work at night, and his side of the bed was always turned down, mm. and or the. The mornings, like some, sometimes every now and then, I'd be in the shower, and all of a sudden I'd hear the front door open and go, "Hello, I'm home," and uh, the door shut again, and it was just me in the apartment. So oh.
1: he was with you, Pam, he was, but you he know was, that, and he still is, he's and he always is. Somewhere. Right. He, and, he uh, he's he's listening to us right now, doing our podcast and laughing. And he's going, <laughs> oh jeez. I just wish you would kick
0: some smartness into my son, but that's another story.
1: Anyway. Anyway, we have lots of good things. Uh, We have so much that's happened this year. Yeah, we have. Started our podcast.
0: With the interview from SR.
1: We're glad he's our first.
0: Exactly. And, you know, discussing uh, all kinds of stuff. I think he had just started or just started mentioning uh he was working on a short story or or a novella of gabriel at that point
1: yes and see how
0: far that has come mm -hmm.
1: i'm so glad i'm so glad it it evolved i really
0: am am. i am too and uh we were congratulating him on the on this and and the writing subjects he was going on he said he wrote this after he finished the, the Roman he started writing this and you know one of the things that we had asked him about on, on n- numerous occasions in questions that we sent over to him was um, what is the main theme of this particular novel that he wrote I mean obviously it's Acacia and Nicholas and artwork and all that kind of stuff but there was an underlying theme, and why did mm-hmm. he write it? And I thought that was very interesting. You know, he was talking about the injustices of racism and segregation the th- of the stuff that was going on in Europe, uh, especially with uh, immigrants into France and England's having, and of course we have it too, uh, and and how even legal, Eagle uh, doc, doc, or documented workers and people are put down upon right now. So that was, right.
1: that was well, you know, uh, the main
0: underlying part.
1: And I remember when he put that out, I think that uh, was in a chat and also on Twitter. And I was just so excited that he was taking something that's. It's so intolerable and so hard to see and so frustrating and turning that negative into a positive Mm -hmm. by writing about it and giving a kind of a meditation on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, as MJ says, what a blessing, right? He's been first for so many readers around the world and certainly that love goes both ways. Very true. Very, very true. So, so, if you're
0: if you're listening to us back in the background, um, <laughs> don't don't let your head get put, too puffed up.
1: Okay. <laughs> we yes, we all we all adore you and are so happy with the fact that you've brought us together and have been able to really raise some great uh, discussions and allowed us to learn a lot. Um, we're just really fortunate we've had him on the podcast twice so far. And we on the second podcast, Melanie he joined just joined us. So, hello, Melanie Ann. Oh, Welcome. gosh, Melanie Ann. Hello, hello.
0: Welcome to the podcast.
1: So, so good to yes, see you.
0: You know, and then, and then we had him on again in July. Um, he was talking about the Passion the Passionflix announcement of uh, the Gabriel series. Being made into uh, film and uh, trying to figure out what would be his best Alfred Hitchcock moment in there.
1: Will he be in there or won't he be in there? And we'll never know. That's true. That's true. Although he could torture us by telling us he's in there. That's true. And having us like, you know, because... I'll have to watch very
0: carefully because of the gray-haired man
1: in. who had a full <laughs> head of hair at Penelope's
0: in Toronto when I was
1: there. Oh, my God! <laughs> I decided, is <laughs> so if he's in there, <laughs>
0: I will have seen him.
1: <laughs> That's right. Eagle Eye Pam.
0: Eagle Eye Pam, yes.
1: That's right. So we started the book meeting Pierre Breckneson. As he walked into the Victoire Hotel and, and hearing the dü- blown- Mis나라, dun- right, yeah, Peter um, <laughs> I believe we used that music, we uh, did. on our podcast, uh, because that's what SR was envisioning. Um, and he went to the concierge to ask for Marcel, only to meet Acacia Santos. And Pierre Breckman was gruff, very well dressed, mm-hmm. and Acacia was the ever professional and quite intelligent concierge and we've learned a lot throughout the process um you know and we learned a lot about some of the uh areas here we know that for instance uh the hotel that actually inspired by the hotel george the george sank right is that how you say it george George v And which is now owned by the Four Seasons in Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have, uh, and I think we'll be posting Monsieur Breckman's usual suite. um, So you can see the penthouse. The beautiful penthouse apartment. Oh, (laughs) I know, it'd be so gorgeous. And of course, who can forget Guy Savoy's restaurant. And the the very, (laughs) the brioche. And uh, of course, the lingerie shop, um, Modiste, was inspired by Louise Fieler Fieler. Dot com. Which uh, is in, in French, totally. It doesn't
0: convert to English. But they have some absolutely beautiful things there, to
1: be honest with you. I'm sure they have some stunning things. And, oh, yeah. you know, SR always, always paints the picture that's one of the things i always loved about right his writing he's very um descriptive and he really helps to put you in and help you envision the place and you know he's he's such a great um he's a great teacher and i'm seeing mj had a comment in the chat room about her chatting with a friendship from japan and telling him that after knowing sr for so many years and being constantly inspired you feel obliged to work as his symbolic ambassador of kindness it's true You have to take the lead and keep spreading light in the world. I cannot agree with you more. And I feel like we all are part of that kindness brigade, right? Yes. Uh, It's it's been really great. Um, We've learned a lot. Um, I love being able to envision Paris because I've not yet been there. Um, And the way he painted the picture was great.
0: And it's beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. Mm. I mean,
0: you know, he talks about Acacia. She's riding past Notre Dame, and that's a really, really a neat spot. It's they and they have tourists constantly. When I was there, it was like halfway out into the plaza, just to get wow. yeah, because you can walk around all around, and they have these beautiful rose windows in the front. And of course, silly me, I was also thinking of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the movie with uh, Maureen Su- not Maureen Sullivan, Maureen O'Hara, um, when she was very young, and Lon Chaney played the Hunchback. But uh, it was you get got, you get in there, and it, you can get lost just looking because all the little side chapels. And everything that's around it. And the day I was there, they—I I, happened—they happened to be starting mass, so I decided to stay for it. And, uh, it—you know—it was just funny. This little older woman running around telling all the tourists with their cameras not to take pictures, just pushing <laughs> the cameras out of everybody's way. But Acacia would ride by that all the time, and. It's actually on her way home. Uh, I believe that's, I, I, I can never tell. Left, right, left bank, right bank, I'm not sure. It would be the left if you're facing the US and right if you're facing the rest of Europe. Um, but it's near the Sorbonne and up by where Acacia lives. So if you notice on our Twitter page, there's a, there's a, the, so flat picture that I put in there uh, that's actually across the street from where uh, Acacia's apartment would be. I was lucky enough when before I went I, I emailed SR told him where I was going to be and is there anything I sh- could know that I could get for the man in the black suit and he suggested the address and everything so it was pretty it was it was neat.
1: It was really neat. I love it. And 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 Kenzie had said about, in terms of uh, the descriptiveness and um, having that beautiful setting, mm-hmm. um, that she finds the uh, world-building lacking in contemporary, um, but she's never been able to to go to certain places. So it's nice to have in-depth descriptions. And it's much appreciated. And Karen agreed, saying... Um, and Kenzie says she sees SR, she agrees with MJ saying SR as a light in her life, and she believes many others do as well. Very, very true. Very, well, very, have, very, very true. I have called him in chat rooms and
0: um, email messages, or even when he's come online with us, uh, the Pied Piper.
1: Because
0: <laughs> he, he has this... Magic spirit around him that just draws in and helps spread that light
1: that he has. That, that is very so, true. Yeah.
0: So, so, you know, the other things we've learned um, the art heist in Nicholas's family's uh, foundation was pretty much based or kind of based on the Gardner Museum heist, which happened up actually in Massachusetts in 1990, I think it was March 18th, 1990, where they had all kinds of uh, artwork stolen and they've never found it. It's still an open case with the FBI. Um, I know that there were some Vermeers, some Rembrandts, and a few, I think uh, I think I saw a Monet in there that was also taken. But what they did in their museum, um, is they left the frames where the paintings would have been, where, like when, when Nicholas takes Acacia to the Kossauer Foundation Museum, um, they're still strewn on the floor. They, they were never picked up after they, their art heist. So, uh, so that was really interesting. But I also learned things like the EU blue card, right you you know this i never knew
1: how that i never knew how that worked
0: yeah i mean anybody who is an immigrant or that is living in a EU country and they once they apply for this blue card they can work anywhere in the european union it you know whether as long as england is is still part of it they could go there they could do france germany holland belgium Anywhere within the EU, which was really interesting. Um, yeah, it, it would be cool if you could do that between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. You know, we've got the NAFTA stuff going where everybody all works on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that and it would, it might help settle a, a few problems
1: in our southern hope, regions. Yes, I hope so. Now, I'm seeing on the chat room um, that uh, Betty had or actually MJ um, had said that, w- agreeing with Kenzie, who said, um, you know, his, the kindness is contagious in a way. And she said, we're very lucky to know SR. I like to make jokes to him, but in all seriousness, I admire him so much. He's a blessing in my life and the lives of all who meet him. That's true. And that's very true and also, uh, DJ Pam, Kenzie's shouting out to you. Do you happen to know what song is playing? Her I Shazam do. can't catch it. I
0: do. <laughs> it's Charlie, the Charlie Brown theme. Um, it's the Vince Geraldi Trio. I have a uh, it's a uh, playlist on Spotify, and it's called the, the TMITBS podcast music, and it's all kinds of jazz. Um, there's like 57 songs out there. Uh, it's French, Brazilian, um, Bossa Nova, all kinds of different jazz musicians that are out there. Uh, I, I have a preference for certain ones, Miles Davis being one. Um, I think Roy, what's his name? Roy, it begins with an H. I want to say Halliday, but that's a that's a ball player.
1: But it is- I isn't. know, that's so funny. I went, that's where my mind went to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's
0: Ada James, uh, Aretha Franklin, Diana Krall, Peggy uh, Lee, Duke Ellington, McCoy Tyner, Herbie Mann, John Coltrane, um, Astrid Gilberto, uh, Stan Getz, uh, Julie London. There's there's a lot of jazz musicians on this, because one of the things I did when when I started this uh, podcast is. Um, was to get a music list together, and I wanted to see what kind of music Nicholas liked. And Nicholas likes jazz, so there's about three hours of music out there. And and that's
1: another it's the, that's another area where we learned. You know, we learned a lot um, by doing this. Um, you know, the fact that SR had uh, crafted uh, jazz uh, musician uh, jazz affinity as. Uh, one of Nicholas's attributes and the fact that he loved jazz. Uh, its That's been wonderful. And I know um, I love having music in the podcast. It adds so much. And I credit Pam for pulling all the all the music together. And often she'll research artists if, if the song has a relevance. Um, for example, when, you know, I was joking earlier about when Breckman entered the hotel. But on those early podcasts, we actually asked SR if he could envision, you know, uh, what music would be playing as Breckman walked in, and he actually told us he had that in, his, in the his Peter head, Gunn theme, yeah. the Peter Gunn theme. So, you know, we had to play it, so, and now I knew what it. I had always heard it, but I never knew what it was. So again, well, the Peter um, Gunn theme
0: is very much like the, um, uh, I, you know, in the Blues Brothers. They go into the country western bar and they, <laughs> they, they start yeah. singing was a Red River Valley
1: or whatever it was rolling, mm-hmm. rolling. that was rawhide right right rawhide <laughs>
0: and you know so but i don't know i i happen to like some jazz i'm not i mean, i'm not you know totally into it but i like it a lot so it makes it i've played this when i've had uh, dinner parties at my house with friends, you know, playing in the background and
1: people are like, huh? Everyone can play it and you'll, you'll make your friends think how sophisticated you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how cool. the most unsophisticated person <laughs> here. <laughs> KK said it's good stuff. <laughs> Kenzie had said um, that uh, actually... I, I, I was I, I was trying to talk uh, about the music first. So KK had said the music's good stuff, and Betty's going to check out your pod, your your playlist. And you know, Kenzie then had said, "Yes, I try to explain to others, but they don't understand and find me weird." Um, and KK says, "Join me, the club, MJ that's and Kenzie." Truth. And Kenzie said, "Creative re- genius, writing god." That's why. That's um, yes, 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 and yes. Um, can't agree with you more there. Uh, a- another area, you know, in, in addition to kind of exploring the jazz and kind of some factual, um, concrete things that we've learned, like the Gardner Museum Heist and the EU Blue Card, uh, Bruch, um, the type of, uh, hors d'oeuvre or first course, um, that, I had never heard of before um, and it's funny once you hear that term I've come across that a couple of times now either in write in reading um, or even at a restaurant and I felt so yeah. proud that I knew what it was when I was, um, up in, when I was
0: at Toronto for TIFF
1: and mm-hmm. every
0: restaurant we went into for dinner and you opened up the, the menu and, then, and they had, you know, here's here, this and this, dinner, entree, and for an
1: amuse bush. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we, we learned about that, but we also dove into, you know, these really issues of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Racism, nationalism, uh, different, different religions, and the interaction between religions and cultures. Um, you know, uh, faith and trust. And, uh, I, one of my favorite questions that we asked, um, that I wanted to share as I was reflecting on some of our highlights of the year. Um, and I, and I love, cause Karen said the amuse-bouche is an old term. It's now back in fashion. And Lori said, I know once you're aware of it, you hear it all the time. It makes me smile. And it does. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts of the podcast, was when we were talking about Chapter 29 and the whole discussion of scars. When we asked um, SR about, um, you know, the fact that uh, in in The Man in the Black Suit, as well as some of his other books, uh, he features characters with scars and meditations about scars. And we asked him why. And what are you trying to convey? And SR had said... Florentine and also in TMITBS. Part of what I'm trying to communicate is that many people have a shallow misguided understanding of beauty. Beauty of character is praiseworthy because the person has to work hard in order to become beautiful. Physical beauty one is born with or perhaps one pays for in the case of plastic surgery, etc. It's just not the same. So scars and disabilities are not a barrier to true beauty and I guess that's an idea I think is worth repeating on the other hand the reality of scars are such that people sometimes believe they go away but they don't even if one removes a physical scar the underlying emotional scar remains how do we make sense of our scars I don't think it is by wishing them away or ignoring them so I suppose in writing about this issue I'm trying to encourage people to have healthy attitudes towards scarring Um, And he said, of course, I don't know if this is helpful at all, but I hope so. Well, of course it's helpful at all because, you know, it's such a wonderful kind of insight into why he's chosen to write this theme. And obviously it talks about where his priorities are. And, you know, it's really not a superficial beauty. That true beauty comes from within. So that was just one of my favorite my favorite parts of uh, the podcast and we had a great discussion um, those of you who are in the chat room that was such a great discussion that day on uh, I believe it was in November when we talked about it it was really really good stuff well, and you know the, the neat thing is
0: about with SR is that if you ever notice all of his main characters have an issue of some sort Mm-hmm. you know whether it be role with addiction Uh, Julia with her uh, low Uh, Mm self-esteem. Raven with her physical deformity. William with his vampirism. Um, Right. Nicholas has the scar and you know, obviously Acacia has them too. Mentally and some physically. And Mm -hmm. you you know, so I, I just like the way he writes about this and Everybody is beautiful, you know, and it's not the beauty that you can physically see. It's the beauty that's actually inside. And that's what right. what's really counts.
1: Yes, so, yes. Says Hensie says, preach. And <laughs> Betty says, the discussions are always very interesting. Very true. Very, very true.
0: And when, especially when he answers the questions that we can get into it. for. Yeah. It, so.
1: That's very true. Yes. So we've, so had, we've some- had Go ahead. Go ahead Pam. Right. No, no, no.
0: We've had some other guests join us. We had Jen Locklear join us this year with her book Chaos. It is always that was great. so much fun to find out what's going on with Kathleen and Jack and whoever else uh, comes along. And there Morgan Locklear has come in with his book Connections. And it's always fun to see Patrick the spirit and how he connects with a human. And I'm
1: yeah, happy. honestly, if you haven't read either of these books, um, please, please, I do yourself a favor and pick them up. They're really, really they good. Are good. They are um, good. And Chaos th- is actually the
0: second uh, book of the constellation series, so you know they're uh, i'm looking at constellation and chaos so they're you know they're really really good and take place out in the pacific northwest so that's fun and then um you know morgan morgan starts and mm-hmm. uh, morgan goes
1: <laughs> yes he does you know
0: and he gets into the music and albums and album covers, and he's, he's a fireball of energy, and he, he, he's really good with coming in. We, we enjoy them both when they get to come on our podcasts.
1: We really do. Really, really. We've been lucky to have some great guests this year, mm-hmm. and who can forget having Karen That's join right. us. Uh, With a special menu for Nicholas's birthday celebration. Mm -hmm. We had uh, such a good time that day.
0: We did. And Karen made such an incredible menu for Nicholas's birthday. And we even had an
1: amused bush. (laughs) (laughs) It really was great. (laughs) I mean, everything down to the Tahitian donuts for dessert was really well thought out. (laughs) And made me so hungry when talking about it. Um, And the discussion around food really was very exciting. And it actually generated um, a really cool idea that we have not given up on. And fear not, ladies. You may have been thinking we forgot about it, but we We did not. The cookbook idea uh, generated by Nicholas's birthday celebration. Because as we were talking about the food and discussing it, everyone kept saying, oh, this idea and this, what about this food? And this reminds me of this from different cultures. And when we floated the idea, we actually wrote SR and said during the course of our chat with Nicholas's birthday podcast, inspiration struck and we'd like to pursue a cook inspired by all of your work and the community that has grown around it, envisioning it as a worldwide collection of favorite reader recipes that all proceeds would go to charities so we haven't forgotten we're still got to work on uh, timing of it but it's going to happen so and
0: we i have an email site set up for it which i'll promote when, when we're ready and mm-hmm. we also have a form as if that's right has a, form, um, that <laughs> a publisher uh, people who publish cookbooks for uh this donations that kind of stuff they have a form that you fill out so that you can put all your ingredients, your directions, and we can, you know, we can also if it's uh, not from within a Fahrenheit country, we can we will we'll translate it to to Celsius and put the kilograms and everything so that we anybody
1: right. Can there'll be, they'll be they'll be both well. There'll be both measurements. Right. So um, so it's it's really very exciting and um, you know looking at the chat room um, you know we have some really good comments in here uh, Karen said she was the last culinary apprentice class that had to learn everything about Escoffier and, and all the French terms now that has come back in fashion as well so um, you know that really it <laughs> really you benefited know. us <laughs> I
0: that my dad's sister was married to a John J. Escoffier.
1: And he Uh,
0: was a great nephew of Auguste Escoffier.
1: I love it, I love it, I love it. Pam, you know what I'm gonna say. Another chapter for for your book. Uh,
0: That's not my chapter, but
1: she, (laughs) he,
0: you know, they, Uncle John studied his uh, cooking uh, techniques mm-hmm. through cookbooks and stuff through from down from family and uh, so it, it was a point of pride for my cousins Helen and Johnny and of course my aunt Kay so that was Aww. yeah it was special for them
1: well and Karen said thank you um, she had a lot of fun with that episode of our podcast and we did too we really really did and it was just A really special way to celebrate Nicholas's birthday. And hold dinner for us, MJ. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Take care, MJ. So happy you could join us. Thanks so much. Uh, It's always a treat to have you. I know how busy you are, and I hope you can wish you continued healing. Yeah, feel better soon. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And so, you know, we've seen the trust grow with Acacia and Nicholas and the story. And, you know, after Nicholas took Acacia to his parents' home in Geneva, you could see they're st- slowly opening up to each other. And, you know, it was a start based on the, you know, after the rocky, uh, no, <laughs> the rocky did, did they beginning. Did rocky beginning? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. You think? I think so. <laughs> Um, and, and one of the things, you know, uh, I, I love, I did love the scene when, you know, he kind of reveals himself, uh, as not being Pierre, but being Nicholas. And I just, I just thought that was really well written. Well, um, you know, all I can say is when I first <laughs> got the book and I
0: was reading it, I'm like, who the hell is
1: Pierre Breckman? <laughs> this is supposed to be Nicholas and Acacia.
0: I Breck-
1: know, I know. I kept thinking, when is Nicholas?
0: Where does he show up?
1: So. yes yes um and and kk you know had said when she was in culinary school um she was 10 years older than the rest of her classmates and they tease her about working so hard to learn the classical french kitchen and words but they probably are regretting not spending as much time now because as you pointed out that's really coming back in fashion and, in yes, it is. It is. and um, it's really good and yes Betty, it will be cassie's birthday soon we already have plans for her birthday, uh, coming up on Saint Patty's day. day. That's right. We That's will be right.
0: Celebrating a few days early.
1: Yes. So um, it's it should be it should be fun. And Betty also was wondering the same. Who's Pierre? Am I reading the right book? <laughs> I, I we know, knew SR would get us there. I had faith at,
0: at some point in time, but you know, but I didn't want to say anything at the beginning
1: and i'm looking at mm-hmm. like who
0: is this guy right you know, he's gruff, right he's uh, <laughs> i don't know so and and he didn't treat
1: Acacia very well in the
0: beginning right as far as i was concerned right.
1: no no but, he was he was playing he played his role really well i think that's you true. know um and then from geneva they jetted off of course this is where i was squealing the whole time to santorini <laughs> Which, as you guys know, I studied in Greece when I was in college. And then my daughter went and studied in the same program I attended last summer. So it was so, or last um, last school year, um, in spring of 2018. So the fact that we were kind of reading about being on one of my favorite islands on the planet um, just had me getting, I was beside myself. I literally remember when SR dropped the hint that he was writing about them being in Santorini, I just couldn't get over it. Like, I was ecstatic about that fact. And, um, you know, we actually asked asked SR. um, Those scenes in Santorini were just phenomenal. And, um, you know, he had, you know, we asked him about uh, enjoying the traditional dancing and we asked him if he saw traditional Santorini dancers or Greek dancers in Toronto or elsewhere if he watched the performance or did he actually participate and you know he had said that there's a vibrant Greek community in Canada generally but especially in Toronto and uh, yes and he said I've enjoyed their annual festival taste of the Danforth on many occasions and he may have been roped into a dancer too and he also said returning to Santorini in the novel was a great treat for him and he hoped Readers find it to be the same. It was really a magical, fascinating it's place. Beautiful, beautiful spot. There. And on my bucket list. I hope you get there. I hope I could accompany you there. <laughs> I'd be happy to be your guide because let me tell you uh, yes, as Betty says, Santorini had the best chapters, lots of sprinkles. That and that incredible. leads us to our next ah, yeah, uh, yes. highlight. <laughs> our next highlight of the evening. Um, I I want you all to know, and a
0: lot of you have heard this already.
1: (laughs) This is my favorite part of the whole podcast.
0: (laughs) If you're listening to the audio book in your car and you're driving, do not listen and drive to the Santorini through Dubai chapters.
1: Pull over,
0: (laughs) then listen. There is a tractor-trailer going south on the New Jersey Turnpike that almost saw the inside of my car while I was listening (laughs) to those chapters.
1: So, (laughs) so beware. Wow, I mean, (laughs) that's true. I mean, the audio book, the book itself is just so beautifully
0: romantic,
1: um, but steamy in, in some ways in some passages more so than even any other passages I think he's written. Um, um just, just, I think it's the, the strength of the characters and their relationship. Um, but wow. I mean, just wow. You know, I, uh, I, he's written some really, really passionate stuff, but this, this, it, 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 it totally speaks to the soul, his poetic soul. It does. Um, it, I, I think so. Now, Kansas suggests <laughs> reading it in a canoe. And Betty says those chapters it should
0: come with a warning, yes.
1: <laughs> I think uh, if The Man in the Black Suit becomes a passion flicks movie, it's going to be all the way on the That's the, the high end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Not the. Was so it Kenzie naughty said and nice? You read the chapter
0: in a canoe. <laughs> so if you're canoe you know what to do in a canoe. Trust me. You, and the only way you can make love in a canoe is if you're Canadian.
1: <laughs> and Jen, Jen, so sorry. She said she had to go get her earplugs now. <laughs> to listen to us, she loves SR's romance. Yes, we do. We're not going to get any steamier that that. So you, you'll you'll be safe to put it away again. But <laughs> it it was just so funny um he does write; he just writes beautifully but we already know that so romantic the dinner with constantine and yasmin and now he's mm-hmm. just all doing the
0: pda with her and what got me was the amount of sexual tension between these two mhm at this point point. and i mean you you it was beginning at the very beginning but you know once they started really talking to each other it became palpable and it was just you know he's playing a part quote-unquote maybe for Constantine right. and Yasmin and she's going along with it quote-unquote maybe uh, <laughs> for them as well so it just took them forever
1: to get there it's a beautiful it's that beautiful Tension there, that beautiful building, and I think SR constructed it really, really yes. thoughtfully um, and fun. It was just, yeah. it was, it was, it was fun. Um, you know, uh, the anticipation was was well worth it and well rewarded. Um, and as Betty said, all they all they were missing was the piano and the song "Shallow." Playing, oh my god, that in was the so unbelievable. Ah. Uh, I loved. That was my favorite performance,
0: well, at I have the Academy
1: Awards ever.
0: Them. I have a shiffer named for them,
1: <laughs> and
0: courtesy of XO B B X O from Twitter.
1: Uh uh-huh. huh.
0: Better you know who they are. Um, <laughs> it's Gooper. Gooper.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny! I can't they wait to tell the girls. They've taken over the Damies. Thank God. <laughs> Gooper. Gooper. As Joni says, I love affectionate Nicholas. So do I. He is the uh, yeah. ultimate. And he's he so considerate and gentlemanly. Yeah. And I love how such a gentlemanly considerate man can be very passionate and affectionate. It's just lovely. Kenzie still hasn't seen that film. Kenzie, oh, Kenzie. you have to see it. Yeah, but it I is do. like, it's it's it does put you through it. So... You the, made, the DVD's on sale you, now, and I know it's on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lori it. says XO is so funny, by the she way. Yeah, she She's is, funny. Gooper, I'll say. So we're a little um, past our hour, we are. so we we need to uh, wrap up our celebration, I think, in a few minutes, and we have a couple of orders of business to get to, right, Pam.
0: Um, we offered a, uh, or SR offered a signed copy of the Man in the Black Suit. So I had a rafflecopter uh, thing going on out there, and the person who came up uh, was Melanie Brocco.
1: All right, Melanie, congratulations, congratulations. to you! So, very, very happy for you and we were thrilled. We were thrilled that SR offered. This was not a saying, can you give us a book? This was a, you know, we're having this anniversary, uh, anniversary celebration. Really? Is there anything that we might be able to, um, offer for the readers? And he is the one who came right away and said, we can give you a signed books, right. uh, a signed copy of the man in the black suit. So it, I, awesome. we want to thank SR for, and Nina for yeah. arranging it. Of course. Um, <laughs>
0: I have your email address, so I will email you to let you know, and also to uh, get your address so we know where to send it.
1: Yes, congratulations, Yay. and we're very happy for you. And so, yes, yeah, so we'll join us for a celebration. Thank you all. Calling me from Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Is is that SR? Yeah, 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 that's SR. The bat phone.
0: That's, yeah, the bat
1: phone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) SR might have a little different tune if you were called. Exactly. uh, (laughs) BO Canada. Okay. Canada. (laughs) Uh, So, anyhow. (laughs) <laughs> so we're excited about that so like i said uh melanie we'll get a hold of you and uh get the information out to you and then our next week we're going to be going on to our next chapter chapter 41
1: and we're yes and we're,
0: the following week we will be doing acacia's birthday that could yes. be richard Nazareth I'm not sure how far away from Selings Grove it is but
1: <laughs> you never know it's in the same state
0: I know that although it is a 610 area code and I don't think Selings Grove is 610 anyhow
1: <laughs> so thank you all again for no Selings Grove this. isn't 6-1 I can tell you that yeah, it's, it's
0: not 7-7 <laughs> There will be more bar- more parties, and Joni, thank you for so much for joining us, and we hope to see you soon. So, all have a good night, and tonight we will leave you with uh, Astrid Gilberto, Once I mm,
1: Love it. Thanks, everyone. When it goes away.
0: Hmm.